Welcome to Life Decoded. Hi, I'm Nancy Mendez. I believe every life is a story to the world, so make sure it's inspiring. Through my podcast, I'd like to bring to life inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. So let's embark on this journey to get informed and inspired. Helen Keller once said, the only thing worse than being blind is having a sight but no vision. Defying the odds of being legally blind and having the vision and foresight to see beyond her impediments is one such woman. Sushmita Bhubna from Mumbai, India was born with a cataract and complications from it led her to be legally blind by the age of 24. Her blindness didn't deter her resolve to break this barrier. She not only went on to earning her postgraduate degree in management, but she also started her own computer training institute, Voice Vision, where training is imparted on the computer skills for the visually impaired a matrimonial online and offline platform and FIDA, an exclusive online platform connecting disabled artisans to sell their products and services, thereby giving them a purpose in their lives and financial independency. Let's hear this inspiring story from the woman itself. Sushmita, welcome. I'm, I'm very happy to have you on my podcast. I, you are a very inspiring person. From what I read about you and what I saw from the articles and the profile that I read, you are a very inspiring person, even though you're visually impaired. But I would like you to share your story. So can you please tell me more about who you are, where do you live, and what are you doing? First of all, thank you, Nancy. Thank you for choosing me and finding me inspirational, but I don't think so. I have done anything great as such. It's just your way of looking at it for me. It's one had to strive from whatever uh, struggles life throws in front of you. So uh, answering to your question, uh, my name is Sushmita Bhubna. I'm from Mumbai, India. Can you tell us more about when you became visually impaired? Were you visually impaired from birth or was it later on in life that you became blind? So um, uh, uh, I was not visually impaired since birth. By birth, I was absolutely as any other uh, child. But uh, it is a long story. We're cutting it to in a very short way. Is at age of four, uh, I was detected with cataract, which was by birth. And in those days in India, um, technology was not that very advanced. Kids were never detected with cataract. So our um, family was uh, actually baffled to hear that you know it's an old age disease how can a child get it mm-hmm. and uh, still uh, parents tried to get uh, the cataract removed and so multiple surgeries happened uh, at the age of 10 i lost one of my eye uh, during the cataract surgery but uh, i was Just working to interrupt on you a bit so how old are you right now if you don't mind and you are saying at the age ah. of 10 
Yeah. <laughs> How do you ask a woman? <laughs> uh, okay, okay, fine. That uh, maybe that is. No, no, I'm gonna just no, no, no. Just it's not awkward for me. Just be being little. <laughs> I know, I know. Women don't like to be asked age. Yeah. Yeah, I'm forty-seven as of now. Okay. And uh, at age ten, I lost one of my eye. Another, I was working on and studying with my uh, other eye. Uh, I hardly used to read things uh, on the blackboard from first bench. So which then, eye was it that you lost your uh, eyesight? Was it your left eye or your right eye? My right eye. Okay. Two years later, the left also uh, I met a retinal detachment. That's again um, side effect of cataract removal and all. Because those days there was no lens uh, technology where a lens was fitted in the eye and nothing like that. So then um, that was in eighth standard. Then in tenth standard again I met retinal detachment. So uh, you know I was away from. school for uh, more than two and a half months um it was very difficult for me to cope up with the boards uh, in that yeah because since you are out uh, 10th standard is a very key for in education in india so yeah, you know 10th uh, standard is like grade 12th year which we then go to university okay yeah so my principal said no she was absent for two and a half months so you know she cannot give me a form and allow me to appear for the exams because then if i feel the school names go gets ruined yeah. and the okay. and so on so my father stood strong he said no she is my daughter she'll pass and show you have to give her the form mm-hmm. that day i noticed or changed in my thoughts made mm-hmm. some effect on me maybe today i can understand when i look back yes that that you know that kind of faith what he showed in me made me more stronger so then you know a special tuition teacher was recruited for me who used to record all my history geography maybe geometry chemistry biology everything on audio cassettes and you know she used to record it and give it to me and i used to listen hear them and learn and that's how i prepared for my board exams when i went to uh, appear or uh, give my exams my vision had not regained to that extent that i could even read the question paper Okay. So the supervised classroom was told or asked, you know, to support to read the questions. Or she used to read one question and ask to reply, and then ask for the other questions to be read. But when, while replying, also I couldn't see the lines which are drawn on answer sheets. So you know, like Hindi, Marathi, when you write, you have to draw a line above them also. Yeah. So I don't know if lines were drawn uh, above yeah. the word, below the word, or that bisected. Mm-hmm. I don't know. In geometry, I did drew drew a circle, but I don't know whether both the points. met or not and uh, for my it was really a surprise you know that i passed with all this effort so but uh, for me i totally give this all to my family my father who made the effort to find the teacher you know all specials if that i could learn and do and but after in standard my vision had not uh, lost to certain extent that from the first bench also i couldn't read the board which i used much earlier so when i went to college it was a very difficult scenario for me because you can't see then how do you make friends and all mm-hmm. so in old days like you know i wa- i was not at all friendly you can say because since uh, junior kg i was wearing specs and they were also kids used to tease me and and around and from first bench i used to sit to read the board and my sister my brother and sister they were also from the same school so most of the teachers knew 
So they used to make point, make a point that they used to ask me some of the other questions, and I used to respond by, by just because I used to hear and remember things. So you know there was an impression in the school which I came to know now when we met in a school reunion meeting, mm-hmm. where I thought that I was a brilliant student. That's why oh. I was sitting in the first bench, and you know, I was uh, not making friends because I was a snob kind oh, of. Okay, okay, that was a different version <laughs> of you. Okay. But from my side, the version was that since I couldn't see, I was sitting on the first bench, mm-hmm. and I was not a. Maybe they thought you're a teacher's favorite. Ah, <laughs> no, yeah. So and I used to get red line, you know, in all the subjects. Okay, okay. I used to flying, uh, fail in all the subjects. When I told this to my st- uh, friends in the reunion, they said, "You're naughty." You know, we don't believe. I said, "Okay, then it's better." Yeah, whatever <laughs> you think is fine. Yeah. yeah so that's what I t- allowed them. They're okay. You keep your illusions. It's good that I'm a scholar in in front of someone's eye. Yeah. So at least they thought good about you. Yeah. So it was difficult to study uh, or uh, pass my schools because I had no friends, and because of my um, disease or you know surgeries and all, I used to not. find uh, people you know talk to them i was very introvert but then i made a point myself only that i'll change that and in, in school days because of surgeries i used to be absent so mm-hmm. i i had to for notes here and there you know students uh, always uh, to copy the notes as to ask for their books and uh, you know borrow their books and which hardly used to get it people used to not treat properly at times no i have to study or the mother, mothers used to say no my kid or my daughter has to study you know we cannot give give you the lend you the book for no copying the notes and all oh they were that selfish. it was very difficult mm-hmm. yeah and in 10th standard it was like you know my father used to carry the lended book in the local trains in mumbai and he used to copy the notes in local trains for me my sister my mom everyone used to copy it for me so somewhere you know that you know, borrowing the books and you know copying the notes were little painful yeah aspect so which i made a point that okay when i go to college let me do like that yes that mm-hmm. mm-hmm. for my books i should be lending books rather than borrowing books and that's what grace that happened i went to a college and where i used to write notes and since i couldn't see the board i used i, I used to ask my neighbor to dictate things to me okay. and since i did commerce you so it was more difficult you know my friends used to tell me sushmita left is debit right is credit like this on left on right you know so that's how you know so there were some guardian angels in school who were helping you that's when in college yeah oh in college yeah okay Okay, so uh, just uh, to dissect a little bit, uh, you said that uh, you you accomplished your studies. So, what was your highest level of education you got? The highest I did my uh, commerce graduation and post that I did the diploma in administrative management. Okay, that is a very good achievement for being blinded. But wa- were you at that time no, 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 legally no. blind, or you were like still you no. had some vision? See, I don't know about legally blind because that time I was not aware about this de- definitions also. Okay. But yes, that's what I'm coming to. Is like in the college days, I couldn't even see anyone coming from far as at six feet. I couldn't recognize them by face. Mm-hmm. Always keep smiling. 
so and used to ask my friends what color dress you are going to wear and come so if i used to tell me that okay today i'll be in pink dress so wherever i used to see a pink dress figure coming towards me i should just smile but they should not feel that i didn't smile you know my friends knew that i cannot see much but um, they never complained and nothing like that and uh, coming to my blindness i lost my vision after i joined my family business so i did my graduation i did my managements and post that i worked uh, uh, under the ca for a year and then i joined our family business there also i was working handling dealer channel um, and partly storekeeping and all and then suddenly i lost uh, vision in the rest of the vision in my left eye where it was called as a macular hole a hole in the center of the retina because of which your vision deteriorates or the image formation is restricted to a great extent okay so you you were totally totally blind after pre, after post university at the age of 24 24 so till then you were able to do a little bit you could see a little bit and you could manage to do your like yeah. daily activities okay so coming back to when that at the age of 24 you said that you became a legally blind person what what went through your mind at that time how did you cope up with the feeling that now you're totally blind was it like a sudden like the next day you got up or it was a slow progression of uh, losing your eyesight it was mostly a slow because i in, under, in within 6 months i had to undergo three surgeries for healing the macular hole but then then the work and you know sudden doctor said you know, nothing can be done and you, um i had seen my parents you know begging uh, with a doctor at the age of 10 also where they were telling doctor you know take my eyes but give my daughter her eyesight you know and i think the moment i got matured to a very great extent and uh, uh, at the age of 24 when this impacted it was like a 100% depressing scenario for me you know i was not aware what to do what not to do like one eye uh, was already blind and another eye uh, was patched for almost 6 months or so you know and uh, you don't know what to do what not to do people coming at home seeing you you know they also give you all negative vibes that you know can't, she can't she can't do that she cannot do so then what to do what yeah. so it was a very depressing scenario no doubt about it mm-hmm. i felt old mat you know i used to tell my friend that um, there should be some solution you know people like me also should have something to do i don't know what to do you, i used to always speak to her so luckily one of her, her friends uh, sister was an analy in us mm-hmm. so from there she found out about a school called hadley school for the blind so that's a school which has correspondence courses for visually impaired people and uh, from there she sent me a course catalog and in that course catalog there were a couple of courses which attracted me one was independently uh, independently living for a newly blind so i opted for that another course computer so um, my family is a pretty educated family so what was the other course it was what is computers what is computers okay so since we have a very strong technical background or business also is technical related to it security so technology always attracted me and since i my eyesight was low or weaker in schools we did have computers as a subject but i was never allowed to take those classes because no no stay away from the screen because it was like na aankh kharab ho jayegi agar aap zyada tv dekhoge aur screen ke paas aao so in english it is you would spoil your vision more if you were exposed to the uh, glaring light of the screen yeah so that was the norms those days in 80s 
Hmm. But then when I lost my vision, I and um, in that course catalog, that subject uh, course came as what is computer. I said, now what is there to lose? <laughs> so let's do this. So I explored the both the courses. So the independent living uh, for the newly blind really helped me helped me to understand simple things as how to keep my wardrobe organized, how if I'm sweeping while mopping, or how your know, simple things of being organized or under learning that what is where how makes you independent. So that gave me uh, those basic tips from there and adding to my from my own knowledge and experience. Um, so these were audio it. courses that. you received yeah audio cassettes yeah okay. and that and what your what is computer there was again an audio cassette so that is you know, one those courses are like one can do it at their own pace you do it's no time bound ki you have to finish it within a year or a month or a week nothing like that it's your pace but in with that what is computer came a book which was called as um, assistive technology aids for assistive technology okay. so which actually opened a new horizon for me where uh, i was never aware, not aware that you know there are softwares which can make computers talk there are braille uh, key tops or stickers you know which can be placed on any normal keyboard and you can understand what is what and how and prior to this hadley school uh, introduction i had actually joined a rehabilitation course in india um, where uh, they were taught they i had learned how to use a white cane and move around uh, how to uh, read and write braille and there were pretty there were not so many good courses you know the vocational trades which were taught to us were like candle making broom making cycle repairing so i being uh, already into a family business for me it was a setback like you know how can you expect a person you know who's educated you know to that you know my father will not open a cycle repairing shop on a corner of the road and ask me to manage it correct so for me those vocation trades were not at all acceptable they were not transferable for you because you had already reached a level where you knew more than this yeah and plus an attitude you know since you have become a blind you should stand in a queue and accept um, whatever comes sympathy sympathy like a, a packet of biscuits or a, you know vada pav something which we call as a fast food dish okay. so you know i was asked to stand in that queue and for me i couldn't accept that you know that was that was very very you know the next second also i don't want to live all so till then i was in the depressing situation for sure that but you know i was i had made up a mind may sound too filmy to you but you know uh, before my rehabilitation course i was seeing just a movie on you know, tv which was coming it's a, it was old black and white uh, movie which uh, where it was shown like how a small kid loses his mother and you know then her mother's uh, sister missins aunt uh, take care of him but that also she also doesn't she ill treats him give me a joke like you know that till your parents are there you have to make your hay make hay till the sun shines so you so you that, have that force there's somebody with you but you it has to come from within you to now excel and get out of the situation yeah so i i, I never wanted someone to pity on me mm-hmm. and say sorry words about my uncle when i went blind 
But while teaching, I learned so much. So you are so teaching many... now. Now you are teaching to your other visually impaired students, correct? Yeah. So we have trained like more than 120 visually impaired students in the last two decades. It's more satisfying than doing any other business. It's like that. Yeah. Um, so my first student, he's worked at IBM as a senior HR manager. Another one is working in Microsoft as a digital marketing guy. He's an MBA from in marketing. And there are many. many students who are physiotherapists who are dietitian couple of them are homemakers so these are the They students all... who studied at your uh, computer institute yeah that is awesome sushmita i would like to know how do you do your daily activities and do you use like a service dog or do you have a cane to assist you so coming back to my daily activities in india you don't have service dog so we have to manage more on canes and cane also i started using quite later um, i do uh, use white cane and uh, also seek assistance wherever possible to get it because in india we do have people in abundance because of the high population and plus people are more supportive 20 years ago i didn't see that but now people are supportive the attitude is changing towards disability yeah how do you use technology like uh, smartphones or social media and other devices do you have some kind of special keyboard for all these uh, technology usable uh, gadgets oh i am when a pretty tech savvy can walk technology i can talk technology wow. i can laugh <laughs> that's that's really awesome so what we have is it's a text to speech software this called a screen reading software yeah. so that's installed in a normal computer or a laptop you can install and it starts reading so it will read everything maybe it's a word excel internet outlook anything powerpoint so i can use that using my laptop similarly on my mobile um, there are screen reading softwares available nowadays like apple has a feature called voice over so just activate it will read everything for you maybe the network bar the battery bar i can go on safari i can um, do facebook Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube. So we are present everywhere. <laughs> I don't post personal things, but yes, for my organization, all posts are there. I am pretty much active on social media, on emails. Someone who is able to see that is really unimaginable. You know, when I am hearing whatever you are saying, it's like giving me goosebumps. How can you like know so much? And even people who are like visually able to do it are sometimes backward in all these things. So that is a very very incredible. incredible achievement on your side sushmita i'm really awed about whatever you're doing i would say nancy actually this nothing incredible and nothing awing why i'll tell you that is it because i can't see i have one thing missing so i have to depend on the other things which are there with me i have to survive on that and to survive on that technology is like one of my arm part of my body now which if i don't use it how will i survive like i remember those days when i used to wait for my mom to come and read a number from my phone book so that i could speak to my friend and now i am person where i have her vegetable wala her milk wala's number on my mobile and she just have to tell me all this person and that's where i believe if i am not being supported that much also then what's the use of my existence i have been forced to learn not it's not nothing that incredible that's where i i believe so when i go back to that you said you had your family's business like what kind of business did you have we are into it security business 
business uh, like we install uh, program, CCTV, fire alarms, access control, then we do sell servers, laptop storage and also EPA. So your family business, correct? Yeah, my brother, my father and I used to oh, take so care. So you are also handling that. Hats off to you. But also uh, I heard that you have another manufacturing company which you run which is called FIDA. Can you tell us more about FIDA and, and what does FIDA mean? I know it is spelt as F-A-I-Y-D-A. So when did you start that? And can you give us more insight into that part of your business? So just before I go, uh, start talking about FIDA, yeah. I'll just tell you within a couple of sentences my journey about voice vision. So the okay. institute which started in 2000 as a computer training institute. So 20 uh, down the line when we were uh, training in computers, we understood that that's not enough. There's much more to do. So we started off monthly, quarterly sessions and emails. And uh, while doing that, we realized, or for looking for myself as a, as a life partner, we realized that in India, marriage is very important. Without marriage, nothing happens. But, you know, the civil getting married people don't think of that, you know, why has to marry? That's a bigger question in India. So we started a platform, which is like across disability matrimonial get together. Since that, or since last eight years, we are doing that. We're looking for a life partner. They come, they meet, we introduce them. We have a structured way to sensitize them, introduce them and they, they, then they take things ahead whomever they like they speak, they take things ahead they get married so more than 15 marriages also have happened uh, through our platform, that platform. Both. Mm-hmm. so that's an, another project which is very one of us flagship project then we have an entrepreneur idea award project where we do we invite uh, disabled to come with the business ideas uh, team up them with volunteers help them to prepare a B plan mentor them handhold and you know enable them to understand their viability scalability feasibility of their ideas and plan and pitch in front of investors, seed funders. They can get some funding and they can actually start a business. So while doing all these things, you know, and um, in this 20 years, I understood that, you know, disabled have lots of talents, but they can make things, they can design things, but they don't know how to market. A and B, uh, we disabled are never thought of that, you know, that we should be financially independent. Or our families at times, our society is such that independence doesn't rhyme with a disabled. Mm-hmm. That's what people, why a disabled has to be independent. Like if, for example, if I say that I need uh, money to be saved, then people are like, why do you need money? You have food, you have clothes to wear, your house, you have house to live. That's it. Why do I need money? Why do I not need money? That's just my question. Mm-hmm. Why I can't watch movies? Why I can't go out and do parties? Why mm-hmm. why should I be restricted to house? Why should I not entertain myself or others when yeah. I have a reason to live? It's like a taboo that you are uh, blind, right? So that's what they make you feel. Yes, every time. Whatever achievements you have done is countless. Like people think I in circle that, you know, what I'm doing is all time pass. Mm-hmm. Because I, I have ample of time. That's why I'm running an NGO or running an institute. People think. So, but that's where I thought, you know, why not to do something where I am good at whatever I have my in talent and let the other disabled talents come together. So that's where Brainchild uh, uh, came of FIDA. So what is FIDA? FIDA is an online marketplace where we are selling products manufactured by disabled people or made by disabled people or they have been adding some of the other values to that product. So we have like many vendors, I'll tell you about that. But what is FIDA? As you spend it, 
spelled as F E I Y D A. So in Hindi, Fayda means benefit or profit. But what does Fayda is an, like an acronym for us? It's like financeability for I, you, and all. Can you come again with that uh, uh, acronym? Yeah. So the full, full the full form of finance, financial ability for I, you, and all. Okay. So why do I say that it's financial ability for everyone? Is that we are selling products? made by disabled so for them it's a benefit that they can focus on their talent and they can leave the selling part on us that's how that's a benefit and they then they get benefit back their money and they can be financially independent that's first and as a customer if you buy products through our platform you get value to money because uh, you know the reasonable price and good quality products and you get utmost satisfaction that whatever money you have spent is going to help someone actually supporting someone's abilities. yeah and our I told you initially that I had to I was made to stand in a queue accepting small packets of food or biscuits mm-hmm. and all so I believe that's that point or uh, haunted me to do something wherein you know I believe is that feeding someone one time meal takes away my dignity but if you empower me to earn my daily living or each meal that makes me you have dignified. a dignified human living yeah. so for me that dignity always uh, has been you know top of the thought and that's where Fida was one and with God's grace and everyone's blessing in this pandemic on 1st oh. July we launched this platform we already have a couple of vendors like uh, 100 plus products are there with us right mm-hmm. now where we are selling different kinds of spices or uh, different kind of uh, I saw that you have pickles and uh, yeah those chutneys yeah. and those pesto sauce so do you have my, like my, the premises or do everybody prepares in their own uh, settings and then they this is just a platform where you distribute the product yeah so this is just a plant like you know similar model where people they are manufacturing their products in their places and uh, we sell them online if you are as a customer come and order it we'll give the same order goes to our vendor or our artisan and then they pack the product and courier guy will pick up from their place and deliver at your place simple e-commerce okay does it, is, does it go through a quality test quality test yes till now whatever uh, products we have uh, the vendors or artisans we have onboarded they're all um, doing it since last 10-15 years and they have their own registrations licensing quality check everything uh, at their end so that's how we are doing it but yes for the new uh, when uh, beneficiaries we do check uh, their samples and all that yeah they, they have to live up to the certain quality and presentation so is this uh, supplied locally or do you do it uh, internationally as well right now we are just locally because of we started in pandemic so earlier we were just focusing within Mumbai because the courier guys were not working there was so many limitations happening with COVID so internationally we haven't started as of now because there's lots of licensing and uh, restrictions are there and I want to first get hold of the local but, market and take things ahead you know going yeah. slow is still yeah, better than step by step okay yeah so now this uh, company that you started Faida it's mostly you're empowering the visually impaired or people with uh, disabilities. So do you get any kind of support or grant from the government or any other institutions? No, I haven't applied or I don't know any support or grants from uh, any institution uh, and this platform is uh, not only for visually impaired, it's for across disability. We already have mobility impaired, cerebral palsy and support as such. Uh, we have, haven't got any till now, not for our uh, NGO also, Voice Vision and 
needed for FIDA. But yes, we do financial support from known friends or colleagues or volunteers who help us to generate some funds and take things ahead. Uh, I'm blessed or my institute has been blessed with lots of volunteer support. Having some or the other volunteer to manage the social media, prepare the captions, the creatives, everything. So, so people are giving uh, their time and service they're giving that the support okay now something yeah, like this so like, uh, like what you're doing all the uh, challenges and all the things that you're doing for the community things like these don't go unnoticed so there may have been some kind of an organization who must have rec- recognized your achievements local authorities that you're doing something like this and what was that achievement like so um actually speaking nancy i told you that i don't feel that this is any kind of achievement but yes uh, our website voicevision.in uh, we actually made it accessible for the day in day out and for that we had got a national award from the president under the category as best accessible website that's in 2011 uh, then um, there was another award uh, given by national association for the blind as a best entrepreneur uh, woman entrepreneur that kind of uh, things were there then there was another uh, Dr. Batra's positive health hero award which was uh, bestowed on me in 2010 then recently in 2018 I got an award from ICICI bank where uh, they had invited the inspiring stories so recently I got a ICICI award uh, for uh, they had invited inspirational women's stories from across India so out of 18,950 stories I think uh, my story was selected uh, amongst top 25 stories and I received an award from Vidya Balan. That's She's a, one of our Bollywood stars. Okay, so uh, what does your day look like from the time you get up to the time you go to bed? So can you just tell us briefly, like, what does your day entail? So my day entails is getting up in the morning, getting ready. I'm, since I believe in God, so doing some puja, then going to office, um, spending there, like, like, I wake up around 6 I go to office around 11, 11.30, there I'm in office till 7.30, and back to home, spend a little time with my mom, watch TV, have dinner, go to bed, that's it. And um, if you talk about Sundays, then Sundays also goes mostly, uh, you know, working something or the other for the NGO from a weekdays, uh, which I can do doing that from home. So for me, this pandemic doesn't, didn't make a difference because my work was all going on. Now, also, uh, like from 11 to 8, I am there on my computers working, something or the other. So I, I would assume that helping out in the community is your personal time which you give to others, correct? Yeah, uh, for me, you know, uh, I believe what is life? Life is not like something you just come, take a take birth, you live, eat, enjoy and go back. You know, for me, it's like, you know, when I go back all the time from birth to death, what I have, I have to do something for which I have been designated by my director. That's my superpower. So when I go back, my director should be happy and I have should have something to answer back that, okay, this is what I was 
assigned to do and i am doing it Actually, so for me my next question was that my podcast is called life decoded so what does life mean to you so you are narrating what your life means to you which is very good what you are t- uh, telling me you know that you have been sent by god who is your director and you are just fulfilling your role by what he has assigned you to do yeah, very good on blind and i wouldn't have been working in this sector at all yes God so sent you a- for a purpose. That's true. That's very true. If God were to give you your eyesight back, what would be the first thing you would want to do? I don't know. Sometimes I really think that if I get my eyesight back, will I be able to use my computer with that same speed which I'm using? <laughs> <laughs> Question paper. But for that one question, 
he would have you know drafted two or three types of answers which he would accept as the right answer so when a simple trainer a human being can uh, have three to four answers for one question and still get corrected so think about god who is the creator of problems and solutions in it so if he gives you one problem how many solutions you would have already decided for us to know about that solution it's just we have to go ahead and explore or you know open not that door and walker that's what i did so i'm very awed by your you know narration of the inspiring message that you just gave to our listeners so sushmita for your products i know that you're now selling locally but if somebody want to reach you or support your organization do you have a website and can you just tell us your website and your email where people can reach you or even if you are accepting any kind of donation where can they reach you at so we do have our website that is voicevision.in uh, i would spell it for you all it's www.voicevision.in that's our uh, ngo website and there itself we have currently created a page called fida so if you visit voicevision.in/fida that's the page where you can buy products okay. we are there on also as uh, fida for all so we we'll, we spell it as f e i y d a number 4 and a l l all as a fida for all sooner we will have our own fida dedicated website that is www.faiyda.com uh, plus a simple email id contact@fida.com or contact@voicevision.in reaches to me i'm there on facebook uh, for both the names voicevision and fida and uh, buying the products internationally have i have to courier it to you on a personal note i can do that the question was about donation yes so currently accepting foreign donation is not possible for us because we don't have that foreign license but okay. yes donation within india we are accepting we do have our uh, voice vision uh, registered under a charitable trust and we can give that atg certificate also which gives a tax benefit to indian local people okay before we part i would like to tell my listeners The take home today is to be grateful that we are blessed with physical abilities and so many things which we take for granted. Then there are people like Sushmita Bhogna who have so many challenges yet they stride on with life with so much gratitude and so much to offer to the community. I salute this wonderful human being who has taught us that there is no impairment or obstacle that can undermine our determination and abilities to overcome them and to do our little bit for the people around us and make this world a better place. Thank you very much Sushmita. It was wonderful to have you on my podcast. Thank you very much for this evening and God bless you. Thank you Anshi. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to be on your podcast. It's my pleasure too and hope your listeners like it. That was an amazing story. To hear more such inspiring stories, log on to my website lifedecoded.com. That's l i f e d c o d e d.com. and subscribe rate and review this podcast listen anytime and anywhere on spotify google podcast apple podcast castbox breaker overcast pocketcast and radio public until next time stay safe and inspired